When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Downtown. Peckle Park. A new beginning. Let's go. Started back rocking the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Baby says she want to go to the game. Taught her how to say Padre gang. Started back rocking the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Mitchell and Ness with the old school and good day everybody welcome to episode 174 of the talking friars podcast and youtube show i'm your host ben fadden uh with former helix baseball player and uh san diego padres minor leaguer jack stronach jack thank you so much for joining the show of course man of course yeah so Uh, first off uh before we get into kind of Padres questions and all that. Just introducing uh, you for those that don't know. Um, I was with Jack. I was his bat boy, Helix's bat boy, uh, during your senior year, um, yep. during Jack's senior year. Uh, I was in middle school at that time, and so I met him there, uh, and then I played for the baseball program, and he came, I think, to Helix a couple times when I was there. Uh, I think he was at UCLA, just batting practice and stuff like that. But it was really cool. I wanted to get him on just to reminisce about that, uh, his Helix experience, and kind of grow, kind of like the Joe Musgrove thing, right? How he went to uh, Grossmont and a San Diego local high school. Now he's in the Padres organization. So just teeing it up there, um, Jack. Let's first start off with your time at Helix, um, specifically, kind of that senior year, right? That that senior year, that team was pretty stacked. You had uh, Matt. Oh, yeah who uh, went to Utah. You had Brandon uh, Peterson, who went to San Jose State. You had Connor, who went to San Jose State. Uh, you had Keaton, who went to Oregon. Uh, you had Smelko. Just tell me how fun that oh, year yeah. was uh, for you guys. 
Oh man, that 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 was a blast. Um, you know, a couple other names, Michael Brogan. Yeah. Um, Aaron, we just had a great, like a great group of guys, even the guys that didn't go to college, they were, they were grinders. They were scrappers. They, they found a way to get it done. Um, Billy Blevins. I don't know if you remember him. He's the man. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was just so much fun, man. We like, we had a great culture. Um, we just played well together and I have so many fond memories. We went up to, um, uh, Pismo beach for a tournament. Uh, and I, I think we, I can't remember if we won. I think we might've lost in the championship. Um, but I mean, just playing with that group is, I'll never forget that. It was, it was just so much fun, man. Who was, I mean, this is kind of putting you on the spot, but who was, I guess your best or favorite teammate of that team? Uh, I mean, it has to be Billy. I mean, I talk to Billy the most still. Um, you know, we, he was my, my same grade. There were, I think there was only four or five of us for, for my senior class that were on that team. Um, but I, you know, I still talk to Billy to this day, and you know, I, I think he was definitely he was my guy for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you learn most? Uh, maybe it was from Coach Holland, or just what did you learn most that you kind of take with you now uh, from that Helix program? You know, um, Coach Holland, he's my my sophomore year. I, he gives me um, smack about this all the time. My sophomore year, he was really drilling into me and like. I was coming home and I had never had a coach who was just like really on me like day in and day out. And yeah, I was telling my mom like, Hey, I, I don't want to play for this guy. This guy's too mean. Um, and then, you know, I, I really kind of figured out that it just, he cared about me and like he, he wanted me to play the right way, play hard and like do the right things. Um, so it was some tough love. And I think that was the best thing. Like looking back on it, that was the best thing like he ever, he ever did was like, be like, hey, like I'm gonna be tough on you, but it's gonna make you a better player, and it, it, I mean, it just helped me so much. Mm. Uh, it yeah. seemed like he was tough on everyone. I think, yeah, that that's yeah. definitely something that helped. Uh, even players that like didn't make it to like the college level or any level or anything like that, because it kind of like instilled in you that he cared, and and that people. You know, you people aren't gonna be, you know, buddy buddy to you all the time, um, and that mm-hmm. can be a good thing, you know. Um, oh, for sure. All right, when you uh, when was that that you committed to UCLA, and what other schools uh, were you considering? Yeah, so I was actually a super late um, commit, and everything. You know, a lot of guys were committing as you know freshmen, sophomore, juniors. I didn't talk to a college coach till the end of my junior year of high school. Um, so I was really late on that whole, uh, whole process. Um, and you know, there were a couple of schools, there's Valparaiso, Columbia. I was really high on Columbia, um, UC Riverside, um, a couple of D2s. Um, but those three D1s were the kind of the main ones. And I was, I was pretty dead set on Columbia. Um, and then UCLA came calling and they were like, Hey, like, you know, we've seen you around. We want you to come out to this camp. Um, and just kind of see you play one one last time. I ended up going to that camp to go like six for eight, hit like three triples, and had basically the weekend of my life. Um, and, you know, they, they call me the next week. They're like, hey, we're going to offer you a spot on the team. Um, there's not going to be a scholarship with her. It's, it's just a roster spot. Um, but you're going to have the opportunity to, you know, you know, perform and then get a scholarship your sophomore year, um, which is what ended up happening. Um, so, I you know, I – I was a little nervous, um, you know, my junior year, maybe the junior summer. So I was like, 
man, like, there's not a lot of schools. Like, I want to go, like, I want to stay kind of close to home. I want to play D1. Like, I want all these things. And, you know, Coach Holland just kept telling me, like, hey, man, just just keep grinding. Something will happen. It's going to happen for you. Just keep grinding. And sure enough, you know, UCLA came calling, and um, that's all she wrote. <laughs> yeah, and I was looking at your stats the other day at UCLA, and it's not like – you were hitting like a bunch of home runs or anything like that. And I remember you at Helix as someone that was able to hit pretty much to all fields and was mm-hmm. really good defensively. Um, was that part of the reason that you think made yourself appealing to the Padres was that defensive side of the game? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I yeah, I think, um, you know, being able to play at like a prestigious, you know, college like UCLA and like them, um, you know, just knowing how, you know, work ethic goes around there and everything. And just that, um, I had some, some good interviews, um, pre-draft. Um, and I think that they liked my character and just kind of things I stood for. Um, and then obviously playing baseball as well. So I think it was just a culmination of a bunch of different things, uh, that, you know, ended up helping me get drafted to, uh, to the pods, which is most crazy. I actually have a story about that. If you want to hear that, getting drafted. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um, so I, it was day three of the draft. Um, and you know, I, my agent was telling me, Hey, like, you know, it's going to probably happen today. And I'm thinking, great. I have a three hour, you know, 15 person lecture that I'm going to be in basically the whole day, uh, the whole morning when the draft is going on. So I, I, you know, told the professor like, Hey man, I might get drafted in the middle of class. Like if I get a phone call, I'm going to have to step out. He was like, Oh, that's awesome. Like, go for it. Do it. Do what you got to do. You know, towards the end of class, I, I, you know, feel my phone start buzzing. I'm like, oh, man. Like, this, this could be it. I stand up, kind of give them, like, the, hey, I got to go. Uh, step out, and sure enough, you know, my, my agent's like, hey, yeah, it's, it's the Padres. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. This is awesome. It was an absolute dream come true. Um, and I go back in the class, and, you know, my one of my teammates was in the class as well, and he was like, who was it? It was the Padres. He was just cracking up like that's just awesome. So, yeah, yeah and was, yeah, that that's crazy because I mean I kind of have a similar experience with that. Like I think I was in my history class at Helix, and mm-hmm. it was that late in the draft where it's not like it was live on like MLB Network or anything. So I was following the MLB.com like draft, like they name player by player. Yeah, and then I saw your name come up. I was like, "Oh, nice!" And then I saw the Padres logo next to. You. I was like, "You got to be kidding no me! This, way. Is, this yeah. is crazy!" So yeah, you know. so you were—is this kind of like the Joe Musgrove thing where you were a Padre fan your whole life? Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, my my family is originally from Chicago, so I grew up kind of a Cubs Padres fan. Uh, but you know, I mean, going to the games at Petco when I was like, you know, six years old, like I'm going to have those memories forever. And, you know, Padres hold such a special place in my heart that, you know, that, that day getting drafted by them was just, it was surreal. Absolutely mm. surreal. I had all my like friends back home from San Diego, Texas. Like, no way. It's, it, was, it just brings a smile to my face thinking about it. Yeah. And at Helix, like, cause I knew when I was done like playing or practice or whatever, pretty much, uh, during the year, it would be go back, watch the Padre game. And my family has season tickets, so, so it would either be watching the game on TV or going to the game. Um, was that kind of the same for you, or what was kind of your routine, you know, after 
you were done with your day? Um, so, you know, it's, it's still kind of the same routine. Um, you know, I've, I've spent quite a lot of time at, on baseball fields. Um, mm-hmm. And so when I Oh, I can't hear you. I think I lost you. Hang on. We'll try to get Jack back. Bear with me here. Let's see. We'll try to get him back. There we go. I think he's back. Okay. Let's see. All right. I'm back. Okay. There you so go. Yep. I, got, I got a call. Good. Um, wait, what, what was I talking about again? Totally. Just your, your routine uh, coming oh, home. Yeah. It's kind of like the same now. Yeah. 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 So, uh, you know, when, I, when I'm away from the field, you know, like, you know, maybe I'll watch some like video on my, my swings or something like that. Um, but especially now being at the field, maybe eight, nine hours a day. Um, I like to kind of decompress. Um, I'm big. I play Rocket League. Um, so I'm, I've been grinding that a little bit with a couple of buddies. Uh, my, my friend, Michael Tolia, he's with the Rockies. He was the Rockies first round pick the other year in 2019. Um, we've both been playing the last couple of years and we're just slowly, it's a very tough game. We're slowly getting better. Um, so that's, that's one of the things I do. And then my girlfriend as well, she's playing soccer in Washington, DC. Um, so we, we talk quite a bit. Um, and it's, it's just really nice being able to talk to her. Cause you know, if I had a bad day, she's an athlete, she totally understands it and knows exactly what to say. Um, and vice versa, you know, she has a bad day. I, you know, I understand it too. So just kind of doing those little things to decompress at the end of a long day and just, you know, be, be in a great mental space for going into the next day, you know? Yeah. And you mentioned your girlfriend about, uh, she plays Washington spirit, right? Yep. Yeah, that that's I, uh, really cool because San Diego, the Wave just got, they're just here, so that's they're in their first season in the uh, NWSL. Oh, yeah. Um So, how cool is that? Like, do you watch all of her games and stuff? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. When, yeah. I I try to watch as many as I can. Obviously, if I'm playing, I can't. But um, you know, I tell everybody, I'm like, hey, she's the real athlete in the relationship. Like, I she's running six miles a day, doing crazy uh, stuff that I could never think about doing. Um, so yeah, I, I have so much respect for how much and how hard she trains um, just because it's, you know, soccer is, is grueling. Just running around for 90 minutes nonstop and training all the time. Oh, I, I stopped playing soccer because I don't like running. Uh-huh. Uh, and she's, she, she's a grinder, man. I, I love it. What's the difference? Like, I know there's probably a big difference, but like, can you compare her training to yours? Like, what does she do compared to what you're doing? Like workout wise? Um, so, I mean, you know, day-to-day basis for like, like us in the minor leagues, it's, you know, we we'll lift a couple times a week, um, and then like a standard practice, like pregame practice, we'll, we'll head out there, we'll stretch, we'll do some base running drills, um, do some bands, throw, we'll do some sort of like defense thing for 30, 35 minutes, whether it's like infield, outfield, ground balls, PFPs, just anything like that to kind of touch the the defensive side um and then we'll take bp for about 45 minutes um that's kind of your standard like pre-game uh routine and then obviously we have you know two and a half three hour game right after that um and then you know her her schedule i don't know exactly 
what she does in practice. Um, but I know that they do a lot of just running and then, um, you know, like 4v4, 5v5, um, 9v9, like stuff like that. Um, just kind of getting game scenarios um, and, you know, practice different things, practice different spacing and, and stuff like that. And I, all I know is it's a lot of running and then I couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I try running like two or three miles a day, but like six, that's a total different level yeah it's, it's um, great. she she has one of those uh boot bands yeah um, and those keep track of like you know your workouts and like how much you run calories like all this stuff and she'll you know normal day she'll be like oh yeah i ran five miles a day like, what <laughs> so yeah, yeah that's, that's crazy that's yeah um this kind of just came into my head this question uh because obviously she has some pretty big teammates there with trinity rodman and uh kelly o'hara that's just the start of it like, mm-hmm. have, have, has she told you anything in terms of, like, advice or anything that they've had? Because they're elite, obviously, top of their game yeah. athletes as well. Have you learned anything from that? Um, she doesn't talk too much. Um, I mean, she's, she's great friends with them and everything. Right. Um, I don't think she's brought that, that up too much. I know that they like to keep it light over there. And, yeah. you know, like, they're really big on, like, culture and, like, you know, having a strong, like, team um which i love ucla it was it was the same way like we were really good and we before we were like this um so I, yeah it's just you know the closer you can get your team the the better you guys are going to play on the field um i think that's that's just a huge part of any team um and then just i guess silencing the noise they're, they're on like a i mean they're in big leagues of their sport right. um and those couple players kelly o'hara um a couple other ones, you know, I mean, they're they're on the national team, so they're they're they got noise all over the place, and you know, silencing the noise um, is big for them too. And just focusing on their team, what they need to do, what what to accomplish, not not the trolls on Twitter. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, now, getting to uh, your minor league career so far, uh, you played with the Storm last year, had success. Yep. They brought you up this year to Fort Wayne. It hasn't gone at, at like as successful in terms of like the numbers yeah. wise um what do you think that's too is it are you trying to make some adjustments offensively is it do you just notice a much better level of pitching like kind of what is that yeah so obviously you know baseball it's a it's a tough sport and you're gonna have streaks you know a couple games a week a month sometimes where it's just not it's not clicking um and so this you know i, I had a solid month there about four or four and a half series where I just, I wasn't on time. And I was like, it was just, you know, nothing was clicking. I was overthinking everything. And, you know, that's, that's kind of how baseball goes. Uh, but this past week, you know, I really was grinding with my, you know, my hitting coach, uh, Randolph Gassaway. And then our, uh, one of our hitting coordinators came into town, Mike McCoy. And we, we, figured, we kind of figured something out um, with the, with the timing mechanism. And so I had a pretty good week last week. Um, you know, it's a long season. And, you know, I, I think I, I hit the Valley and I'm, I'm on the upswing now. So, you know, I, I like where I'm at right now. And I think there's, there's good things for, for the future coming. Uh, yeah. And one of the moments this year already for you was uh, when Blake Snell came and rehabbed that one, that one uh, rehab start. What was that experience? Like, I'm sure that was, you no, know, cause I know like in the minor leagues, whenever, a big leaguer comes uh, and makes a rehab start or a rehab appearance. If it's a position player, 
most of the time it's like triple a or at the padres it's in lake elsinore but for him to go to fort wayne uh was unique um just what how cool was that experience for you oh it's sweet um you know last year with the storm we had denelson lamette um a couple times you know and then snell i mean snell he's like he, he's awesome man like you can just tell the, the stuff you see on tv of him kind of mm. cracking jokes and stuff he's the same exact guy in the clubhouse just you know cracking jokes and whatever um he uh he got us post game and pre game spread he got us some some nice stakes for for after the game um so he's just just a great guy and you know like being able to just play i was playing first base that day got mm. a front row view to, to watch him pitch and you know just how he handles himself it's you know, it's, it's special. And it was, it was, it was pretty cool to see. Did you notice like what, what's his preparation uh, like? Does that stand out? Did that stand it out uh, at all to you? Yeah. So I didn't get to see his um, like pregame uh, warm up routine um, uh-huh. as much, but I mean, you like, you can see the um, just how locked in he is just like his facial expressions and just kind of like, like he's there, you know, it didn't matter to him that he's pitching in a minor league game. Like, he was there to, to shove. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, when you see a pitcher that's, like, dialed in, ready to go, like, it, it's fun to play defense and, and play behind because you know that they're giving everything they can, and it's it, it's pretty sweet. So what was the – you talked about the meal. What was the pre- and post-game that he got you? So I know uh, Ruth Chris uh, Steakhouse. It's a – I don't know. Have you been there? No. Uh, so it's it's a pretty nice steakhouse, um, and he went, um, he he balled out for us. So we so we got some some high quality steaks post game, um, and then I believe he got us. I can't remember if it was chipotle or keto, like a giant chipotle or keto spread. Um, Pre game, which you know it's is awesome because sometimes it's you know it's just sandwiches or something that's not as good, but that was like a full full on spread like. Get as much as you want, and it was that was that was awesome. I, I love that. <laughs> yeah, because what's what are the usual minor league food? Like I've heard stories of like players having peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Like, what is it for you guys? Yeah, so actually, the how far it's come, and you know, so my first year in Tri Cities in 2019 in short season compared to now is like completely different. They they've done like such a good job or just come such a long way from where it was when I first started to now. Um, my, I remember my first year I was having basically just PB and J's before the game every day where, you know, I'd, I'd eat a meal at home, come to the field. We'd have like our pregame practice and, you know, about three, three, four hours would go by and have a PB and J or two and then play a game and then have, you know, a meal afterwards. So that was, that was tough. Um, and now, I mean, now still we'll, you know, here and there we'll have like the Chipotle or Kidoba spread. Um, we'll have burritos or sandwiches. Um, but it's it's always something like like hearty, something that will like, you know, get you filled up before the game and it's you're not having to rely on P B and J's like like I used to be, which is right. Which is awesome. No, yeah. yeah. So that's it's been it's been great. And then too, so another thing that goes with that is the the housing that they you know, at least that the Padres have been doing, like they put us in a really nice apartment. It's like 10, 15 minutes from the field. Um, they, they pay for it now and they, you know, they furnish it, pots, pans, like everything you can need. And it's, I mean, it's, it's such just like a burden off the shoulders to, you know, just have this, not have to worry about finding a place or, you know, paying a crazy amount. 
to find something and not know if you're going to go up, down, or whatever. So it's just all the, the things that, you know, you've been seeing about the minor leagues getting better um, living conditions, you know, that it has definitely been helping. Because when you were, was it as early as, or as recently as like last year, did you, you weren't able to have anything paid like for you to live at? So, so last year in Lakey, they did have uh, apartments. Previously, they had um, those families in, in Lakey. Um, but I think because of COVID stuff last year, they, they, they had to do the apartments. Uh, but then we, had, we still had to pay for, I think it was, I can't remember exactly how much, but we, we definitely got a large chunk of our paycheck taken out for the, for the housing. Um, and they, they still, they did furnish it last year um, with like beds and couches and, and tables and stuff. But this year they, they even went extra and got us plates and like utensils and like all those little things as well. Which, you know, that and then not having to pay rent it has been, I mean, it, it's awesome because we're not making a whole lot. Um, so, you know, keeping that extra couple hundred bucks from rent is, has been awesome. Mm -hmm. I bet. I bet. Um, have you, you know, we talked about snow a little bit. Have you like been able to talk with any of the, I guess, big league Padres, like position players and stuff? Cause I'm sure like you can relate to those guys and pick those guys brains a little more than like pitchers. Yeah. So I haven't gotten to talk to a whole lot of the position guys. We have a lot of, uh, you know, ex big leaguers as staff, um, yeah. you know, Shane Robinson, he was with the Cardinals. He came in this year and, you know, he was, he was great, man. He's, um, he's just a well of information. Um, you know, he, he doesn't, it's funny. He doesn't like to talk about himself and his playing career, even though, you know, he's, he was a beast. Um, but, you know, any, like any sort of questions, like he has a great answer for. And, um, you know, the, the resources that the Padres bring in, and it's it's great. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. When uh, Yeah, let's talk about Robert Hassel III uh, and Joshua Mears kind of specifically. Like, could you kind of just describe, like, how talented these guys are? I mean, Hassel seems like the starting outfielder for the Padres of the future. Mears, I know, has struggled uh, a little bit, and he's on the developmental list, I think. Uh, before talking about that and what that list even is, because I'm kind of confused on what that list is. I saw Lamette was on it, I think, a couple weeks ago. Um, just how great do you think that Hassel has been, you know, mature-wise, maturity-wise, you know, in the minor leagues? Oh man, he's he, he's a great he's a great kid, man. Like he's he's got a really good head on his shoulders. Um, you know, sometimes out of high school, you might, you might worry about, you know, giving a kid a couple million dollars and, you know, what is he going to do? And, you know, he, he's got a great head on his shoulders and, you know, he's, he's making the right decisions. Um, he's a great clubhouse guy. He's a funny guy. Um, just brings good vibes to the locker room and stuff. And then, you know, just watching him play, you know, we, we have like the blast motion and you know what that is, yeah, um, yeah. where it, you know, tracks like your, your swing metric metrics and stuff and, you know, he'll pop that on and they'll just be cracking out just like perfect swings. And it's like, wow, like his connection scores off the charts and stuff. Um, so yeah, he's a great kid. And, you know, he's, it's, if I'm a Padre fan, I'm excited um, about, about his future. You know, yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. I mean, he's just a good dude and he can flat out play. Mm -hmm. so, and then uh, yeah. with mirrors and 
kind of what you've seen so far with him and uh, if you know and can kind of explain what the developmental list is? Yes. I mean, uh, you know, Mears had a, he, he had a rough, you know, a couple of weeks there and I mm-hmm. think they just kind of wanted to, um, um, you know, try to do a couple of things with his swing. So I think they just, they put him on that developmental list just, you know, to try out a couple of things and see if some stuff was going to work for him. Um, but I mean, when, when he's, when he's hot, it's, it's, it's fun to watch. He, he, um, I think it was the third, second or third week of the season. Um, he had a ball at Lansing that was the second furthest ball in the Statcast era. Um, there was, yeah, we're, so at Lansing, there's the, the outfield wall and like a little kind of concourse and then this like three or four story apartment building and he hit it like over the apartment building. Holy um, cow. Yeah, so I mean, even last last year in Lake E, I think the three furthest home runs I've ever seen hit are all by Mirzi. Um, so well, yeah, when, when he's going good and, and you know, hot, it's it's in, impressive. Like there's just no words to describe. It's it's crazy. And w- uh, what I've seen, I think it was like the preseason and some media had some video out or whatever of Mirrors taking BP and all that. And his legs are gigantic. Like is yeah. he is that all he does is oh, just yeah. in the weight room squats and oh, all yeah. that? He's, I mean, him in the way, yeah, he's, he's crazy in the weight room. We, I tell a funny story of, um, you know, we'll do like five rep maxes and, and stuff like that. Just, you know, last year, I remember in spring training, we were doing like a five rep max. Um, you know, you just get five solid reps out and, um, of, of deadlift. And I remember my group was doing it and Mirzi went last. And so we all, we all did our, our sets. And Mirzi comes up. And we had all, I think we had all done about the same weight. Um, and he comes up and he does the weight that we maxed out on as his warm up, and then <laughs> proceeded to just lift the absolute house. Um, so he's, yeah, he's a, I mean, he's a, he's a great kid. He's a beast in the weight room. Um, like he's like Hassel, he's got a great head. So he's really smart. He's gonna go to Purdue. Um, yeah, really, really smart kid. Um, and so he's he's gonna fit he's gonna figure out his stuff for sure. Um, that developmental list, he's just gonna try out a couple things, and then he'll be right back in the action. So, mm-hmm. all right, my last one here, and we'll see how you answer it with uh, Joe Musgrove. Obviously, he's I I don't know how much you follow the big league team because you're really busy in the minors, but he's been pitching amazing. He's had quality starts every single start so far this year. He's obviously a free agent at the end of the season. So if you were to put your Padre fan cap on, um, how much money would you like be willing to give this guy? Like he's, he needs to stay in San Diego, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, he's got his family here. I think just like, um, I mean, he's got like, I give him whatever he wants. I Uh mean, I think that, you know, having his family, having his home, Grossma right up the road. I think just for your mental like state, like I think that's just, just like being home is just so helpful. And I know like if I'm playing at home, I can go, you know, have dinner with my mom or do whatever, go to my, my favorite taco shop. Um, and just like being home just kind of calms you and just puts you in a really good mental spot. Um, so I think I think you know obviously he's been he's been grinding he's been pitching really well, 
And I think, you know, being at home is, is, you know, maybe, maybe a little part of that. Um, I, I can't put a dollar amount on it. I just got to give him what he wants. He deserves it, man. Yeah. And you talked about like being home and being able to go with your parents and all that. When you were uh, at home, you know, at Helix and all that, what was your like go-to taco shop? So it's um, Humberto's Taco Shop. I think it's on uh, – so you go down the 94 towards downtown. Um, and it's, it's the last exit before you either hop on the 5 or go into downtown. I can't remember if it's 25th or 28th Street. Um, but you get off of that exit. It's about two blocks down, and it's right there. And it's best California burritos in San Diego for sure. Yeah, see, I like uh, – have you heard of Rosaritos on University? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's They're like, I think it's a new name now, but yeah, I love their uh, Cali burritos too. Um, yeah. All right, I think that's it. This has been really fun. Episode 174 yeah. of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show brought to you by Gaglione Bros, famous cheesesteaks and garlic fries located inside Petco Park. Uh, they're located also Mission Gorge, Point Loma for their other two locations. You can visit gaglionebros.com to view their entire menu, their addresses, their phone numbers, all that good stuff. Jack, thank you so much for joining the show. Thanks for having me. That was awesome.